Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Get ready to ride with All Balls Racing. Hey, it's a long winter, and uh, it's just about over. Your bike may be ready for some TLC. A carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing can get your bike into top condition and ready to hit the road with trails. Find carburetor rebuild kit options along with a large selection of other power sports maintenance and repair parts at allballsracing.com. The All Balls Racing customer service team is available to assist with a part or fitment questions. Give them a call at 555-402-8000. All Balls Racing, we're all in, so you can go all out. Uh, these guys own Vert- Vertex, and they got um, Pivot Works, Hot Cams, that kind of stuff. So a lot of things going on at allballsracing.com. And thank you to Race Tech. Pulp 22 is the code to save with Race Tech. Uh, get your suspension. Give it some love, and it'll give you, it'll give you love back. Seals, oils, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, get your bike working well, man. They do engine work as well. Solitaire, Yamaha guys, uh, Chris Blose, uh, the AJE guys. Yeah, a lot of teams, privateer teams using Race Tech, Jerry Robin. They support privateers, and so uh, they can also do great work for you as well, racetech.com. And whatever you get done at Racetech, whether it's uh, buying springs for the right, the right weight and or speed or getting revalved or getting motor work done, Pulp 22. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. You can save with the folks at Racetech. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Atlanta Supercross Review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing, of course. Justin Brayton wearing Fly Racing and uh, RJ Hampshire Fly Racing, Jalik Swole, among others. Uh, great company. They got a whole bunch of formula, uh, got a whole bunch of helmets. Formula, uh, Formula CP, Formula um, something else. Three different shells, three different price points, same great safety features. Uh, Formula uh, helmet is amazing. Check it out, flyracing.com. And, uh, yeah, they got gear and sizes uh, and colors to fit anybody. Uh, I really like the stuff. The uh, the Evo Blue is my favorite right now. So I uh, love that. A kinetic mesh, of course, is coming out, and it is getting hot um, it were in the country. So kinetic mesh is vents amazing. If you want the lightest, most well-ventilated stuff out there, look into Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh stuff. Uh, you won't regret it. Thanks to Maxis Tires, of course. Maxis, Jeremy McGrath, who was here in studio um, not that long ago. He's just developed the uh, Maxxis MXSTs. He uses Maxxis tires, Maxxis mountain bike tires as well. Uh, thank you to Maxxis.com, uh, whether it's uh, the dirt bike tires that Kay Clayson, A-Ray, and Jeremy McGrath use, or the mountain bike tires, Maxxis.com will have it going on for you. And thank you, of course, to Renthal, limited edition purple. They got them in Fat Bar. They got them in 7.8. They got them in Twin Wall. Uh, you saw the guys in Atlanta win the races with the uh, purple Renthal, Renthal.com bars. 
uh, uh, rental.com to learn more about those bars. Uh, they look pretty cool. They brought back the 90s, right? Totally, totally neat. Uh, but if the purple's not your thing, they've got the regular colors, all sorts of shapes and bends, uh, sizes. Uh, of course, Fat Bar 36, Fat Bar 7 8 Bar. They, they got it all. Renthal.com for more information. Of course, sprockets and change as well. Uh, grips, you know, they got the half waffle, full waffle. They got soft. They got uh, firm. They got medium. Uh, Renthal.com for more information on that. Cobolinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps. We'll talk about more of that later in the show. But here's JT and Weege to talk about the ATL. All right, everybody. Now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, let's talk about Atlanta, the Speedway, and all that went happened down there. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. And again, appreciate our sponsors, Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Motorsport.com, Cobolinks, All Balls Racing, Onyx Maps. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into what happened down there in Atlanta. Uh, first up, from uh, RacerX Online, he's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's the voice of street bike racing in America as well. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, it's exciting. Why is it exciting? Why? What What, what happened? I, I, thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a cool weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lots I, of things yeah. happening there. Absolutely. Race, weird track, weird weather. Right. Weird uh, time of day. Uh, yeah. Also on the line, Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. You can get that at Motorsport.com, among other places. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I don't know that I'm ex- as excited as Weech, but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad weekend. I, I don't, I'm, I'm interested to hear where this excitement is coming from. I'm, I'm curious on that. Weech? Uh, it was more, okay, not the as-it-was-happening event, but when you look at the angles of, okay, we got this crazy track, we got a day race, is it going to be muddy or not, we got east-west, uh, it was more of the all the differences. Now, yes, when we were all sitting in the press box watching, it wasn't the most riveting racing ever, but I think the day had like a how-is-this-going-to-turn-out uh, vibe to it, much different than a, I mean, literally, if you ask me what happened in Detroit or Minneapolis, I can't tell which race is rich, which in my head. Think of the difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yep. it's, a, it's at a speedway. So that's a significant difference, yes. But I, I think um, on the track, like, once once I saw practice, I was like, oh, we're good. Like, the, the race is going to be totally fine. I wasn't I wasn't worried at all. Um, we I think most importantly that we just got very, very lucky with the timing of the rain. And then we were also very fortunate that we have a really skilled track crew that knows exactly what they're doing. Uh, and I thought, I thought the track was great at the end, you know, for what it could have been sitting there at, you know, 7am to, uh, what it looked like at 4pm. We, we had a pretty solid day. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I never claimed, I never claimed mud race, by the way. I, yeah, I never JT's kind of so. given up on that. He's kind of, uh, yeah, he's, he's just realized that, uh, you know, he's going to take, well, the, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to go there if. The situation's right. Like, if they're calling for that storm to come through at noon, I'm in. Like, I'll, I'll go with the. But when you're going to tell me it's going to stop raining by 10 a.m. and we don't race until three, then I'm going to go. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, that's that's and that's why. And look, you became the prime target here, but you're not the only person that's hitting me up on Tuesday with screenshots of a weather report. And what I tell everybody is, yeah, the whole reason that we don't get mud races as often as you think is. There's only five hours of the day where it has to not rain, and you're good. So yeah, someday yeah. we will have rain at 4 p.m., and then they're sunk. But, you know, rain on Friday or Saturday morning even does not matter. Yeah, I'm out, and I'm out. Like, yeah. bigger picture, I'm out on that. I've been yeah. beaten into submission by you. Um, <laughs> but this particular instance, I, I wanted no part of it to start with. Yes, I agree. You never, you never claimed it. But I want to tell everybody if you're not there, like – 
It rained so freaking hard at 5.30 in the morning. It was unbelievable how hard it was raining. And to think that by, what, noon bikes are on the track? And it was it was actually pretty sloppy, the first practice, like, for futures and stuff. But the amount of rain that they had in a four-hour span, like, some say, five to nine, was insane. Uh, yeah, it, it really... It really actually turned out to be pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, speedway tracks. First of all, by the way, Rutledge Wood taking a photo of us on this fly racing stage is top five highlight of the day for me, but in the top five. But uh, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, right? Rutledge just comes over and we were, we were yelling about DV at some point, and then he ran away. But um, yeah, Rutledge on his own walked over, yeah. took a picture of us, smiled, gave us a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, speedway, cool. speedways, man, speedways. Let's do them. I'm not into Let's it. keep it going. I'm Let's keep, keep this I'm thing rolling. What do, what do you like about them so much? I don't I don't get this. Like I, I I'm neutral on them. Okay. I don't love them. I don't hate them, but I don't understand your your love for them when you hate Daytona so much. Like none of that makes any sense. You hate Daytona, which has been the only speedway event we've had for the last it's almost the 20 track, years. JT. It's the track. What was so great about the track? Like it was, it was okay. I mean, I, I don't it, think I, it was like you. You don't was it, was it were so, people ranting and raving about how good the track was after the race? Yeah, some guys were. On yep. Friday, how were they? How were they feeling on Friday? Well, I, th- that doesn't matter. Just some guys were saying oh, okay. it on Saturday. I Got wasn't it. there on Friday. Uh, bet, better track, Atlanta than Daytona. Yes or no? The dirt is better. Yes, and the layout the dirt is much better. And the layout, like actual real supercross obstacles, and not you know not sort of well Daytona. Daytona is so soft. I mean, and, it's a legacy. It's a legacy event. Yeah, it's always been like that. Yeah, time to knock that legacy out. But when you say more speedways, Daytona is a speedway. More speedways that are not Daytona. Uh, I I think it's great. I I, uh, I yes, the vibe maybe I don't know, but dude, I, I and again like maybe it's just I I go to all these for twenty. What year is it? Twenty twenty two. I started ninety six. Twenty six years of going to these damn races. So maybe some of it's that. But when I see a 42-second cookie-cutter supercross track in a dome, I'm just – that everybody jumps on the second lap of the first practice. I just – it's a snooze fest a lot of times for me. And I feel like this – Atlanta, you know, I, a track like that is long. It's got two whoops. It's got a sand section. It's got some cool obstacles. It's got over-under stuff or over, over containers and stuff. Like, I like it. I think it's good. I think it allows the racers to get their bikes out uh, out of third gear. I think it's it's got good dirt. It's got, yeah. I just I like the length of the track and I like the track designs uh, that have that we've seen at Atlanta both years now. So you Did know, you think the track was very good? Like the racing was very good. Racing was okay. Yeah, racing wasn't great. It was it was certainly better than some of the domes we've had this year. That's for sure. See, and like I I would prefer the. Inside the dome, close, tight confines where you get close racing versus the speedways where it's really fast and you don't get a lot of battling a lot of times. More speedways, Weege. Yeah, and I think the real thing is just that it's different, right? So if we had 15 uh, speedway races and one in a dome or two in a dome, suddenly you'd be like, oh, this dome thing is going to be exciting. I think it's just the difference as opposed to the quality um, of it, because I, I do see your point, JT. I think a little bit of the track was messed up with the rain, and that maybe uh, hurt the racing a little bit. Because you know you, you really got to stick to the main line, but that's only a small part. I do agree that although the fans are going to say bigger, bigger, better is always the way to go. Yeah, 
that layout doesn't always actually work out when it comes to passing. I mean, there's just a lot of straightaways where you can't do anything different. Everybody's just okay. holding it wide open. I yeah. thought that, I, and I have a question. I have a question. Yep. If you're if you're a fan, right, and you get to go to one race a year, you know, we are we're spoiled. We complain about it, and we're the worst. Like we whine about the fact that we get to go to all these races. <laughs> but if you're the you're a fan and you get to go to one race and you spend a lot of money to do so. And you go to, I don't know, pick let's let's say went back when it was at the Georgia Dome. You go in and it's dark and you know the lights go down and the music comes on and there's lasers and fire oh and these badass oh, intro Jesus. videos and all that stuff. That's what sells tickets, Steve. I'm I'm sorry, but part of that is what sells tickets. I don't get that feeling at all at these speedway events. I don't. Like it's in the it's in the afternoon, it's very mellow. Like guys are riding alongside the speedway, like you know, I, there's just no hype. Like there's zero chance of getting goosebumps. It's just a completely different feel of an event for me. And you can talk about the racing. The racing's not always good inside the stadiums either. I don't think it's very good at speedways. I don't. I think it's too spread out and fast and all those things. But I just don't have the same feeling. Like if I'm a fan and I'm love this sport and I can't wait to go to wait to go to my one race a year. I don't get that same experience. And I think that is a, I think that's a letdown. I think that's a net loss for the series for those fans that get one of these per year to not get that experience. I have to say, uh, Steve and I were down walking up to get to the stands when the, uh, when the night show quote unquote was supposed to begin. How's that uh, tunnel for you? Yeah. That was like walking through airport security, but, uh, you know, we saw, Couple of riders. I think Tomac was down there. You know, they're about to go out for their opening ceremonies. Brayton, oh, Brayton. Course, oh, Brayton was there. Yeah, yeah. Brayton was just Brayton happened to be over there, and I just happened. To oh, yeah, just ha yeah, right. Yes, but Steve, you remember I said to the great Justin Brayton, I'm like, this does not feel like opening ceremonies. It feels like you're about to roll out for practice. I mean, okay, they're can, just sitting there on the motorcycles, can, and it's can we just can we have them at night so JT can see some lights and some <laughs> fancy fancy things, and he can get a we can do maybe we can do like a kaleidoscope for him so he's amused. Can we do them? At, You're still not going to get the same thing. If we do it's them at night, the same atmosphere. Well, if we do them, they have video boards, they have fireworks, they can do it's it all not at night. The same. It, it's, it's not the same. Okay, all right. Is so. Daytona not the same though? I feel no, like Daytona's got atmosphere. Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty good, but it's not the same as like oh. if you if you're at Anaheim or you're at one of those rounds, like it's electric in those places, man. It really is. Like people are enthralled with what's going on with the, you know, the background videos and all like, there's a lot of things that just don't translate to these outdoor events. I, I truly believe that. The battle continues. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. He's, 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 he's like a child. He needs fancy lights and explosions and you know, like, yeah, I just, that's why they do it. Steve. I just want to see, enjoy that stuff. That's I just why they do want to see good racing. I want to see a good track. I want to see good racing. I just, that's, that's, okay, that's, well, that's what I tell want. Tell me how that racing was on Saturday. Okay. Again, not awesome, but not bad. Certainly better than some domes we've seen this year. Just, I just, I, I think those 40, low 40 second tracks where everything's so easy and we get more and more of those things, I just like, come on, man. You know, like, that's not, I, I think you're sitting, I think if you're a fan and you're sitting through an evening of that, you're like, eh, not much happened out here, you know? I mean, the field's thin right now. In Atlanta. Let me know how that is. The field is thin. So, but, but again, <laughs> Like, I don't want all speedways, though, we said, and I don't want all, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want more. Just more speedways. Take away some of those other ones and give us a few more speedways. We can go to Charlotte. 
Uh, we could go. Um, no, it's fine. Like, Charlotte. They have they have, uh, uh, they have NASCAR events and like truck events. You could go to those. You could get your Speedway event. Yeah. No problem. They race uh, all the time. Weed, you think <laughs> we might have more though? You, you have a. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised to see this become more of a thing. Right. Right. Pits were packed. Pits were pits were packed with fans. Loving, loving everything about the fly racing display over there. You know, Rutledge was there. Everything was good. Um, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled about our uh, our fan fest setup this weekend. The tunnel was wow. Listen, the, the, don't deal. get me started um, on that. Like they I, were on the com- well, these are speedways. These are these are your thing. Oh, um, okay, all right. So just every speedway is exactly routed the same way. All right, got it. I thought that's what you didn't like about Daytona too. <laughs> oh wow. No, no, I'm being serious. Like that's a that's a part of the speedway that's difficult. Like having to not having good access points like no, you can't listen, cross the track I, I, you can't cross the speedway i could fix all of that and fel could fix all of that in two minutes so oh clearly i am I'm, I'm i would love i'm sure they would love for you to share your wisdom with them they just they don't care they don't they 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 degaff about us about about the, oh, the people with credentials and the people in the teams but all they had to do was route everybody to the if you're facing the grandstands Route everybody around the track on the far left with a credential, and then route them alongside the track and through the gate and up the grandstands. And there you go. That's a perfect way to do it instead of having everybody for the credential and all the fans funnel through some tunnel that reminded me of like I was I was I was uh, escaping to Mexico or escaping from speedways, Mexico. folks. So. Speedways. Uh, uh, yeah, I will say it was a pretty big miss on like where our fly racing what area was. You had to go all the way around the entire venue to get to, and I, I was not thrilled personally with that. Uh, uh, it was really, really hard to get to. All right. Uh, so yeah, more speedways. I think it's 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 in the future. And JT, you can't stop it. Don't even try. Um, I I had their email. Okay. Uh, also, so something else going on. Uh, Friday, I wasn't there, but press day, there was a hundred and twenty foot triple. Uh, Hunter Lawrence crashed on it, and Hunter Lawrence made sure to tell me after the race that all the keyboard warriors can suck it because the points leader was complaining about it, and he never actually complained about it. Um, yeah, some controversy with that, and and honestly, like, and and Weeds, you talked to a Feld guy, and you can tell us what they said. Uh, I was fine with that jump. Phil was complaining on Twitter. Jason Anderson complained on Twitter. I heard because I was I'm blocked, but I heard he was. I just I'm fine with the jump like that. I think it's awesome. I don't know why we still do 67-foot triples. Oh, wait, because we're on a small dome. What do you know, JT? Uh, No, hold on. What? You're saying that we we can't do a bigger triple because we're inside a dome? What's wrong with you? Why else would we not have seen bigger triples? They obviously don't have room to build a bigger triple in domes. Why are are they still 67 feet? JT, they got to build other obstacles. Of course they can, but they they don't. Why don't they? Why don't they? Ask Why don't them, but for you to say that because we're in a stadium, you don't think ridiculous. floor plan? You don't think a small floor plan doesn't allow them to do things they want to do? Not make a triple, you know, seventy-five feet. Why? No, why haven't nothing they? to do? Why with. haven't they? Why don't we see it Ask ever, them? ever, ever? I don't know. Okay, Maybe so, they don't so get yelled at, like we still got triples. Yeah. We still got triples as to when the guys are riding one twenty-fives, and we're now riding. 252 strokes and 502 strokes out there, and we still have the same size triple. So I'm fine with the big triple. I'm fine with 120 feet. I mean, Chance Hymas jumped it. The amateur kid, uh, he jumped it. But the landing was not ideal. Like I, So, Weege, I get the complaints because there was no sense of forgiveness. Like, you had to nail it exactly right. The great Justin Brayton, who towed Eli Tomac over, Weege. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Eli wants to learn how to jump the big stuff. He follows he the follows ten. the and ten. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, he he mentioned that he thought he was going long, and he just just cleaned it exactly right. So there was a big big controversy a little bit over this thing, and I just I'm fine with the jump, but it was built weird. I, I yeah, I don't really know why they would build it so that there really wasn't forgive any much forgiveness there. It is a little weird because uh, we'll never know now. Uh, the the complaint, the obvious complaint, is to talk about the distance because there's a number you can put on that, and I can tell you. We've all seen motorcycles do huge jumps. We've all seen motorcycles actually jump that far. Like watching a hundred foot jump is not actually that crazy because right. we've seen it. And these guys have all jumped a hundred feet. But the angle of it, how steep it was, the takeoff and the landing, it was a shocking amount of hang time. It just felt like the guys yeah. were in the air, and you could see the level of concentration while they're in the air that long. Like, am I going to go long or short on this? And they so were worried really about the wind, too. They said the wind was pretty pretty good, so they were worried yes, about Hunter that. Yes, told you that, that you could literally get blown from one side yep. uh, to the other, right, uh, by the time you landed. Uh, but uh, it really, all of that, not really the distance, that wasn't really the thing. What it really came down to was the landing was so steep that, like, the difference between over-jumping and under-jumping, you had to get it almost perfect. You had a bike length and a half uh, a window. Uh, LaRocco's leap is huge in distance, but you've just got to clear it. And if you clear it, you could probably go, you know, within one foot or 12 feet in distance on the landing. And you're going to be good either way. So I'm kind of bummed. I really wonder if they had made the landing more forgiving, if a lot of the complaints would have gone away. And if the jump might have remained, like, we'll never know. Like, the distance it, is what got the talk. But it was the landing that I think that's what led to a lot of the problems. It is bizarre, JT, that they built it like that. Like, I, I was kind of like, whoa, like. Yeah, guys, uh, let's give them a little bit more leeway there. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. Um, I think they got it right in the end. Like, I think if they leave it gigantic, but they put the landing the way they did on Saturday, then everything's good. Like, right. big jumps are fine. These guys are not scared of big jumps. But when you make it to where going short is going to probably cause an injury and going long, you're going to flat land and, you know, maybe break a wheel. Like, that's... That's not correct, right? Mm. And they probably realized somebody probably got yelled at in the end. Is probably what happened. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Tomac, uh, Tomac, let him have it. No, I'm just, I'm saying, even from top down. Oh, oh right? yeah, yeah. Whoever's in charge, some, yeah. and and it was deserved. I don't think that that was built correctly, but in the end, they ended up with what they wanted: the right landing, built the right way, and then they should have made the, the jump bigger. Like yeah. I think big jumps are fine; just make them safe. Well, as you like to yeah, say, that's what I'm saying. So now yeah. they're going to be gun shy to build a hundred foot plus jump ever again because yeah. they're going to remember how controversial this was. But it wasn't the distance; it wasn't no, the way that, they built it. Yeah, and that sucks. They're throwing yeah. the baby out with the bathwater. And, it's, it's and as JT likes to say, you don't have to jump it. You don't have to jump. Nobody's uh, making you jump. Look, it. I heard that from a lot of our buddies. I didn't know JT. You said that too. Like you don't have it's to. It's press day. It. It's press day, bro. No, I get that, but their real complaint, I think, was, okay, we'll jump it on press day, but we don't want to jump it on the first lap of a main. A couple of our buddies were like, hey, 125s didn't used to jump the triples. But, dude, on the first lap, when they're in a pack, you don't jump that? You roll? Well, uh, if, you, if you don't jump it, nobody behind you is jumping it. That's how it goes. The first guy that backs out of it, everybody else backs out. That's almost That's almost the rule. And I, I'll give you another example it's of this It's got to be though. Of course, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Back in the day, the, they used to build some pretty crazy stuff, right? And Stu, Ricky, Reed, people would go over and say, like, dude, you got to change this. Like, this is, this is not okay. And a lot of times, guys that were 
maybe not Stu, but top 10 guys, top five guys would be like, on, on Friday, this is on Friday, they'd be like, I'm not even worried. I'm not even jumping that. Like, they're going to change it. There's no reason to even waste my time or attention messing with that because there's absolutely no chance they leave it. They're going to change uh, it 100%. So Tim, why, Tim Ferry was why big on that. Time? Tim Ferry was big yeah. on that. <laughs> right. But that was a, that's a valid thing, you know, yes. like, and, and it played out almost perfectly every single time. It's like, don't do anything stupid. Don't take a chance of hurting yourself. And certainly don't stress out about this jump that's not going to be there in 24 hours anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought that Phil didn't jump it at all. Uh, Phil was clearly the lead. The, okay. Tomac might have yelled at the track guys, but I could tell Phil was by far the, the biggest non-fan of this. But he did actually jump it once. I thought he was brilliant. I'm like, oh, Phil just never bothered knowing it was going to go away. But I still think there's a difference between a rhythm where Stu is doing a quad where everybody else is doing a three. Then a jump like this, where literally half the field on the first lap is like, should I or should I not? Like, it's a 50-50, and every rider also knows that every other rider is 50-50. So as you're getting to it on lap one, everyone is like, I don't know if I'm going to jump it, and I don't know if he's going to jump it, but at some point we're going to be in the air, and I hope it works out. To me, that's different than Stu jumping one jump that no one else is doing. It is, but I, I still... I still stick to the fact that I, I'm pretty sure they were going to change it. Like when I watch it on yeah. TV and I'm seeing these, I'm like, there's no way that's staying. Like they're, yeah. these guys, everyone's posting about it. Everyone's like, oh my God, this thing's huge. Like that, they yeah. know better. Like, Why do they build it like that? Like that's so bizarre. Like, hey, we're going to throw something on there that's massive we haven't seen for years. Uh, and then we're going to build this thing where you, can, you can't go short and you can't go long. Like what? Yeah. What? I what? Like that I, was that's bizarre. Why, that's why I said. Right. Like, sorry. That's why I said somebody got yelled at. I'm almost, I will almost guarantee you that somebody behind the the machinery of a dozer, right? right the handle handles of a dozer got yelled at and for then, doing that. And then yeah. after the whoops, they took out a double that was just a. Uh, it was pretty steep, Weege. I guess right. That's the, the issue there. Yeah, and it was after the whoops, so right. I think everybody's worried that they were going to get it wrong. Uh, where you saw on TV, it was like a the whoops single, and then like you jumped over that box, that yeah. the shipping container, yeah. that roller, you could jump all the way over, and and the shipping container was the landing of a big double. Uh, but that one again too, like dude, I literally shot video practice at Daytona. It was a very similar section. The whoops were super gnarly at Daytona, and they were only going to get worse the more beat up they got. And then the guys were still doing a triple, not a supercross triple, but a three, uh, right after it. And I was just amazed at the skill level of these guys to be barely holding onto the bikes and the whoops. Bikes are going sideways, collecting it, gathering it, and 15 feet later, nailing a, you know, well, three, uh, five, three or something. Death Cross yep. got our buddy. So, you know, we'll talk about <sighs> that in a little bit. He he did get it, uh, uh, not from anything that he was complaining about. But, um, yeah, well, listen, Speedways, man. That's what allows – Speedways allow you to build 120-footers. And uh, I want to see him. And keep, keep it coming. Just build them safer. That's it. Speed I don't. I, I I will agree with you that I don't think they can build. It would be very challenging for them to build 120 foot triples. That that would be a problem. But to your your bigger point of going from like 67 to like 75 or 80, I don't think is like I think that's possible, right? I think you can do that inside a dome without some sort of gigantic issue. Well, speedways. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Well, I I wish you have to deal with Weech. See what I have to deal with. It's what the people come to this podcast for. Uh, listen, I'm not the – oh, and Weege, uh, uh, what I was saying earlier, so you talked to a Feld guy about the jump, and they were saying, like, man, we built a 100-footer at Monster Cup. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they were genuinely surprised. They were surprised that right. the. Yeah they were getting that much criticism, but I think this goes back to what we're saying. It's not even the size of the jump or the distance. Yeah. JT, you write your column in staging area every Thursday on Racer X, and the point you always make is it's not really what you see in the blueprint. It's the angles. Yep. That's yeah, you the can, difference. You can make a section incredibly easier, incredibly difficult just by geometry. Yeah. yeah. The steepness, and, and not just the, the landing was a real problem, but dude, by the way, the steepness of the takeoff. Like, LaRocco's Leap is a gradual, like, Ski right. jump uphill. This thing was shooting the guys straight up. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Jason Anderson wins. Nice ride for Anderson. He's doing that 3-4 before the whoops. I, did you guys see anybody else do it? Uh, I, I did not. Did oh, Sexton did it? Okay. Yeah, I think I think Tomac even did it like once okay. also. All right. Um, um, Anderson got that thing down pretty good, uh, grabbed the lead, and uh, and took off with it. Now, Tomac early on was going backwards, and I even tweeted, like, I something might be wrong with his bike because he did look down, and I, I ran into Eli at the airport yesterday, and I was asking him about it, and I don't know if he said anything in the press conference, Weege, but he's like, yeah, th- I was worried we had some a recurrence of something from the heat. So something, he wouldn't really, and I was kind of prying, and then he wasn't really telling me, and then it, it got awkward. But um, he also took my upgrade, by the way, into first class also, so I wasn't really happy with Eli over he that either. Buy, he doesn't buy first? Uh, I think this one he did no he did buy first on this one but i was first on the list so i just told him he took it that's not taking your upgrade sure. that's, that's that's buying first steve yeah, yeah no he took it um so i don't know what was going on but he, something from the bike he was worried he lost what three spots i think early on and then uh, uh got back on his horse and, and you know killed it from there got second but uh yeah anderson i think this is a really good kind of uh, track for anderson uh, Weege, I think this kind of stuff works well for him. Uh, he looked really good. He was it, it, it allows for some improvisation, something that Jason's really good at. Um, and yeah, he, he took the win. Nice job. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to chalk it up to the track either way. No, uh, no, I just think it. I yeah. think this thing kind of helps him because I saw I saw that section that he was jumping. You know, that, like that three four, and then I saw some wheel taps. I saw him kind of. He's very unique rider. He thinks outside the box. So I, I like some of the angles he was taking in the turns, in the, in the ES turns and stuff, you know? So, I don't know. I think that, that he's really good at that. Yeah, and he was actually really good, underrated, I think, good at these races last year. Um, you know, I think most people think of Anderson's 2021 season as being underwhelming, but there was a brief time where he was looking like a win was inevitable. And I remember doing the Fly Racing Radio show with the Justin Brayton. And I think all of us called Anderson to win, but he went down on the first lap. Uh, of one of the three races there last year. So maybe it does lend itself to him. But I really think that this year has been weird. Tomac has this giant points lead, but the racing is still very competitive. There's six or seven guys who, depending on circumstances, could win. And a lot of times it just comes down to who doesn't do something dumb and crash. And Anderson has been on the good and bad end of that. Yeah. He's lost races because of that. With Sexton now twice, he's had races where I don't know if he beat Sexton or not. But it didn't matter because Sexton crashed. So I just feel like Anderson's riding awesome, and the averages are going to work out at some point on some track, and it just happened to be this one. Sexton qualifies fastest. He wins the heat, and he's leading the main, and he crashes, JT. <sighs> oh. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, him crashing is not breaking news, right? We, I think we all can agree that he would be winning a lot if he didn't crash, but he's still crashing, and he's finding new ways to crash. This was just like a mellow lose-the-front-end one, right? So he's expanding his horizons. On how he crashes. Uh, that turn, that still... turn got a few people, too. That turn was definitely... Yeah, I guess you're coming in there pretty hot, right? Yeah, uh, and he... Yeah. 
I mean, he, he was full commit, right. And that it was slippery there. I walked, I walked the track in the afternoon and it was definitely a little slimy there. And that's why you saw a lot of those guys not tripling in. If that's a dry racetrack, those guys are all tripling in out of that corner. Like that's, it wasn't a huge jump or anything. It was just really the corner. That was the issue. And he was just full commitment. And if, when you're fully committed like that, things can go sideways. And that's really been his problem more times than not. Uh, but my question wasn't, and there's no answer to this. It's just hypothetical. Does he win if he doesn't crash? Is, yes. Does he, is he your winner if he doesn't crash? Yes. You think so? Cause I, I don't know. I I'm not sure. I Anderson had that, you know, three, four, so dialed. And I don't know if Sexton was going to continue to be able to get it right. I, I don't know. I don't really have a hard opinion, but it's, it's fun bench racing fodder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I just go with like that. He looks so good all day. And he won the heat. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I mean, there is no answer, like you said. But uh, if I guess if it was uh, a live betting thing and I could bet on Sexton, you know, two laps in, I would have bet on him to win. Weege? Yeah. And the, the, I would uh, – sorry. I mean, stuff on you, Weege. Um, I would tend to agree with you. And the only reason I would say yes is because I think to win, you on that track, you had to be willing to, quote, unquote, send it. Like you had to be willing to basically crash to go with the pace that Anderson was setting. Like you had to be willing to do the three, four, you had to be willing to take some chances. And that's why I think Tomac lost, right? He doesn't, he didn't need to win. He basically felt like the risk reward wasn't there for that three, four. I don't, I don't get that feeling at all from Sexton, right? If Anderson comes up and pushes the pace, I think Sexton's like, okay, where, where are we going to like, where, what level of crazy do you really want to get to here? And maybe that could have been the difference. He would have either won or probably crashed trying. It's really the fundamental question of what we've seen from everybody not named Tomac this year, which is like to say, would Sexton have won the race if he didn't crash? But that's the whole problem. Like, can they go the speed they're going without crashing? It's, it's to take the two things and separate them and say, like, does Sexton go that fast and not crash? Part of the reason he's crashing is he's going that fast. And honestly, same thing with Anderson. It's easy to say to Anderson, oh, dude, you made three or four rush decisions this year that cost you a ton of points. But the rushing is part of what's also making him ride fast. Uh, and Tomac's the only one, I think you even said this at our last show, JT, where he's able to do that speed while just chilling. And everybody else is like going to their max, either making bad decisions like the first opportunity I get to make a pass, I've got to take advantage, which is what Anderson keeps doing. Or Sexton is either going too fast into the turn or out of the turn or over a jump or whatever it is because he's crashed nine different ways. It's hard to say that is Sexton just going to ride that speed but not crash because those two things are usually connected. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting that this is one of the first races we've seen where Tomac's level, where he's comfortable, wasn't good enough. That's been his MO all season is he's just been able to be like, ah, I'll wait it out. You know, these guys are going to crash or come back to me or won't have the pace or whatever. You know, maybe A3 was that with Anderson. But then you look at, you know, every other round and it's it's been good enough. Like he could just kind of wait these guys out. Maybe San Diego with Sexton. But this one, Anderson just had too much. And you could argue that Sexton would have likely had too much as well. That uh, those first lap. So Steve, you're thinking it maybe was a bike problem. Tomac just said no, he was lousy. No, no. Oh. oh, no. Tomac said... That, yeah, he didn't say he had a bike problem, but he thought he did. And it was based on something oh, from the okay. heat. So oh, okay. maybe no problem, but he was slowing down because, like, something was making noise or, you know what I mean? Something like that. I mean, he yeah, lost those spots pretty drastically. And so, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I I'm not a, I'm not quite there with JT like that. It wasn't enough because he lost. If you if you had if you give him a bike that he thinks is 100 percent ready to go from the start, then I I think he's right there. But but he lost that time and never really but, you know got it back. Okay, and, and I got some of it back. Thing, yeah, I don't have a huge argument against that. But just looking at the data, he never even did a 121. Right, and those guys, both Sexton and Anderson, bounced in and out of 121s a few times. So that that's where I go off of. I don't think he had really enough pace. Um, he really never had the sprint speed that those other two had to to get in the fight. And Sexton was catching uh, both Webb and Tomac at an alarming he was. rate. He was, he yeah, was, yeah, he was coming. And and but Tomac was catching Anderson a little bit too. Now, hard to say how much Anderson was. Well, and it was letting really it go. that last lap. It, it yeah, was, that last yeah. lap was big. Um, Barsha led early. I forgot about that till I yeah. look back and watch. Barsha led the first lap, and Tom and Webb was uh, second for a while. So I, I think both of those guys aren't happy. I mean, Webb posted that you know on on to the next race, but um, both of those guys can't be that stoked with what happened. I mean, are, Webb are Webb's post any more ever any more revealing than that? No, no, it's a good point. He doesn't do his Webb social, post is so. five photos, a thumbs up. Ah, we gave it our all. We'll see you next weekend. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't do. I didn't it. think it's, it was. Yeah. I didn't think it was terrible by Webb. I mean, it, it was okay. Like he was, he was fourth. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, I didn't even expect him to race. So, you know, Wednesday, if you tell yeah. me, yeah, he's going to race and he's going to get fourth, I'm like, all right, cool. That's pretty good. Like he's he hasn't really been better than fourth in a while. Yeah, but halfway through the race, he's second. You know, I know. So, I'm just saying, like, like overall, big picture. For a guy I didn't think was going to show up, he was relevant. He was in the race. He got fourth. You know, like whatever. Like the championship's over. It's it wasn't like he got seventh and was thirty seconds down. That's you know what I think it would be a horrible race. I, I think he seemed pretty upbeat at the end. I think okay. he still feels uh, that this was one of the best. Uh, kind of to your point, JT. I think he feels like actually this is one of his better races this year. And then when you combine it with he couldn't even race the last event because he was hurt. Where, yeah. I don't think. Well, where did you see that? The tone I got from you. The tone I got from you two. I thought you were like he wasn't happy at all. No, this is a Steve. This is just Steve okay. uh, where, interpreting. Where did you see that, Weege? He was interviewed on TV. He got fourth place. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I didn't watch the interview. Maybe you should watch it. Yeah. He yeah. said, uh, honestly, <laughs> it felt good to actually be in the fight because I've had some races this year where I wasn't. At uh, least he was in the battle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fourth for uh, Webb. And by the way, Sexton also Sexton has been super down on the dumps for some of these yep. crashes. Yep. He also seemed like clearly they were struggling big time uh, with the bike halfway through the year. And we heard some stuff behind the scenes about how frustrated he was. Uh, regardless of if he won the race or not, it, it seemed like Sexton is much happier overall, regardless of the number on paper. Yeah. I mean, look, the way he tracked those guys down, like, yeah, yeah he's got to be happy with that. Right. He was on it. Um, Malcolm fifth never really stood out all day. Obviously, he hurt his knee last week, and it, it, I think he was touch and go to even race, so um, probably didn't ride all I week. Didn't think I, I didn't think I saw him other than qualifying practice. Like I do not remember seeing him in the race at all. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of fifth, right? Um, he got Barsha though, I believe. Uh, yeah, did Barsha crash? No, I think Buki just got him. Barsha crashed early. That's yeah. how Tomac got him. Yeah, but I don't know after that. But then he cased real bad one lap. Almost crashed. I don't know. There's a lot of chaos in Barsha. Yeah, I think Mookie just straight up passed him, if I remember right. But maybe not. Um, and so, yeah, Mookie fifth, Barsha sixth. Justin Brayton, seventh place. Uh, just to tick <laughs> off the top guy, six guys, and and way ahead of Chiz. So, yeah, kind of rode by himself a little bit. Well, you had a hilarious 
observation, if I could use that word, uh, about three quarters to the main event about that. Do you want to you want to reveal that one here? Uh, the, the, it basically summed up the entire 2022 season. Yeah, the I, I kind of did. I'm like, yeah, there's Brayden. He doesn't have enough speed with the top, the, the elite guys, but he's got everybody else covered handedly. And there's Justin Brayden. And then Chiz is next. Yeah, and then Chiz. Yep. yep. And Chiz ahead of like everybody five else. five or six dudes right. all over each other, crashing, passing. Then Brayden by himself. Then Chiz by himself. But, and then everybody else. But if you think about even back to like the Anaheims, like Kenny's, Kenny's above him, right? Um, um, a couple other guys are right above him. Like, a, well, not AP, but... I'm trying to think of who else we're missing from that was a little bit better than Brayton. Um, yeah, and then, and then Chiz, and then everybody else, right? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, seventh for Brayton, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's winding this thing down. Weege, are, are, Weege, are you staying uh, in Salt Lake at all? To, to to he's having a celebration of his career with some very important people. Uh, have you been invited? Are you doing this? Have you heard anything about this? Uh, yeah, I know about it. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. But uh, unbelievable. I, got, I, I know. I know. Uh, it is unfortunate. I knew that this was brewing. I knew it was going to happen. And I had to bow out. Sucks. Wow. I made it to yeah. Tim Ferry's uh, uh, deal. I flew all the way to Florida for Tim Ferry's farewell tour powered party thing. How about that? Yeah, I would do that. Uh, it's just the timing is really bad because I will be uh, about 10 day, uh, nine days out of uh, knee surgery at that point. So I don't think I can fly to Salt Lake. Can't postpone the surgery for your guy. Hmm. Well, then that would be uh, missing actual races that I'm required contractually to go to, so that's tough, too. Wow. Okay, moving on. Uh, Brayton 7th, Chiz 8th. He was trying to stay in 250s. He had told me that he was going to talk to Bobby Reagan at Star, and if Bobby could match financially what he could make in 450s, he would stay. Uh, But I guess that didn't happen. So he raced, and he got 8th. So there was one practice, everybody, because of rain. Uh, one practice, and Chiz had a, some electrical problems going on with his bike in practice, uh, so he barely got any laps in, and uh, he qualified shitty, barely got any laps in, was stressing out, and gets eighth in the main. Chiz, bone stock bike, most likely, and uh, yeah, beats he probably made pretty. He probably made pretty good money for eighth, too, so yeah. good for him. Yeah, yeah, cheers, man. Uh, uh, Heartraff 9, Marvin. Oh, Marvin was one of those guys that was up there, but Marvin fell early, and did he pull in the mechanics area or not? I know He crashed twice. He was straightening his bike twice. at some point. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Not, not good for Marv, 10th place. Still got 10th, though, right? Yep, yeah, got 10th. Uh, Heartraff 9, anybody? Anybody at all? Didn't even see him. <laughs> Nope. Didn't see him. Uh, okay, it seems like it's like a running joke at this point, but honestly, like I have to – there are weekends where I, I purposely look for him on the track just to make sure that I saw him throughout the day. This is just privateer Islanders right now. Absolutely crushing it. Loving uh, it. Loving it. An eighth for Chiz. Eleventh for Freddie. Freddie's had two good races in a row. Good job, Freddie. Um, troll Train. You saw what we could do. Ah, uh, troll's good. We, troll's good. You saw what we could do. I leading a heat race for a lap and a half, crushing it out there. Speedway specialist Alex Martin, twelfth place. I was waiting. I was waiting for the heartbreak because it was going too well. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I cannot pick Alex and him lead the heat race and then have a decent main event. Like, the bike's gonna break. He's gonna shoot off the track and hit like the speedway wall. Like, something bad is gonna happen. And yeah. nope. Solid. Yep. He was pretty stoked because, I mean, obviously he was pretty concussed last weekend. So uh, 12 yeah, for, for, for Amart, uh, pretty good. Benny Bloss, 13th. He had to go through the LCQ. Some of us were stressing on that, but Benji makes it happen and stays stays on two wheels. 
Well, he didn't stay on two wheel because in the heat he crashed. So. And the speaking of the LCQ, can we talk about Brandon Shar and the whoops? Uh, yeah. So my question, my question is, so I never watched him in qualifying, but he qualified 16th, 15th, okay. right? How does he qualify 15th by doing that in the whoops? Like what happened between the qualifying practice, which I assume he was skimming to get that time, and then uh, – I think the whoops were much different. Like they were beat down. Like everybody was kind of hop, skipping a jump through there in practice because the track was pretty terrible. And then once they fixed the track for the racing, you you had to blitz if you wanted to be relevant. Well, that was not good. He probably wins the LCQ if, yeah. he, doesn't, yeah. if he blitzes a whoops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's retired, Weed, so what do you want? <laughs> I asked him. He said uh, at one point he had said, yep, I'm done. So yeah. there you go. Right. Okay. Uh, Brees, 14. Starling, 15. John Short, 16. Henry Miller comes back, shows up. He's It says 250. In the uh, AMA sheets, but I'm assuming it's on a 450. It says 250 for John Short too, but I know that's a that's a 450. Hashtag. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, I mean, we we know better than this. Okay. Never change. All the way. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, uh, did you guys know that RJ Hampshire has not led a lap this year? I know you saw him take the win. <laughs> I know you saw him take the win last week. Like literally seven days before this race, he took the win indicating he at least led one lap. But, oh, no, on the AMA sheets, it says zero laps led. Hashtag never change. <laughs> Hashtag never change. MS-DOS program in 1995 will not change. We will not update this. If you look at the MXGP results, I mean, it is like looking at a, a Ferrari to, like, Weege's Honda Civic that he grew up driving. The, 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 the Geo Metro convertible, okay. Okay, the Geo Metro convertible to a Ferrari in the way the two series keep track of stats and points and everything else. It absolutely insane. Okay. Um, Starling, 15. John Short, good job. Henry Miller, good job. Kevin Morantz. Jeremy Hand, that's also a 450 because I checked in with his team. It says 250, but that's a 450. So what's going on here? Are the the guys are not putting a two fifty on the entry form when they enter for the four fifty class, right? So they're just you, can, you could ask that about anything. They're just in a database. They're in a database of riding a two fifty because they've on to, they're riding two fifty east or west. And what the AMA just grabs the data? What 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 happens? When these guys, when they used to put France in all caps for some rider's location, you don't think he put, you think he put France in all caps as far as like his hometown? No, he didn't. What do you, I mean, it's everything. Like there's no, there's no logical answer what, to why don't, these things. If only you knew someone, JT, who was involved with the AMA for decades. But that's, that's uh, more internal, like. Yeah. Like, yeah I but, mean, but. Can Cindy and Frank not tell you who's internally can fix this? Well, my mom is not on the data team, Steve. I, I, I understand that, but she you. must know someone who knows someone on the data team. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's I insane. Know. It's insane that these I mean, guys. You talked, you talked to Mike Pelletier. Why are you not asking? I this? did. I did. I said, and Mike. You don't have any info to share? I said a week and a half ago, Mike, can we please do something about revamping the timing and scoring and results page? I feel like it's time. And he wrote, and he wrote back something I've been thinking about. Also, thanks. Okay. 
That's how the Nets started. At least it's on their radar. RJ Hampshire, no laps led. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I Fuck know, because the database cannot handle triple crowns or so yeah, different. Again, it's just over. Michael C. and Cirillo. Michael C. and Cirillo. Yeah, Nothing we can do. I think you stumbled on the answer. The answer is there's a database, right? And the computer just resorts to what it already heard or what it already knew. So if you rode a 250 at one point in the year, it's just like, that's what you ride. It we, has to be that. We are going on the third year of Triple Crowns. Fourth year? I don't know. I'll give them a pass for year one. But Jesus, it's been three years, and you guys can't get Triple Crown stats on your sheets? Just can't do it? RJ Hampshire, zero laps led. Amazing. Speaking of this, uh, just to, we'll get back to the 250s in a moment, but in the 250 class, we were all watching... And shout out actually to Kellen Brower here of Racer X who was watching at home to try to figure out if Max Voland was going to qualify or not. And we got worried because we realized was qualifying for this sh- showdown going to be the fast 40, like the 40 fastest guys get in like it normally is? Or was it going to be like, no, it's the 20 best East and the 20 best West because they're seeding two heat races where they're separate. Yeah. And that's when we realized, oh no, our fate is in the AMA's hand to have thought about this in advance yeah, and not end up with 23 guys in one heat it's, and 17 guys in another. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that happened to figure it out. And Max Volan didn't even make the night show. Amazing on that too. Um, yes. So anyways, uh, good they job. Good job to all these Islanders. Yep. Uh, Kay Clayson's bike broke. That sucks for Cade. Bogle crashed early and was way back. Um, and then, yeah, J- John Short, Jeremy Han, Moran's Miller, Good job, everybody. Benji. So, cheers, eighth. Now's the time. If you want to make some money and get some points. Yeah, this is when the, JT... The, door, the is, door is open. This is when JT thrived. This is just absolutely yeah. his his time his time right now. Um, make it happen. I don't... I, I, I don't, like... There's a lot of people in the pits and in the industry kind of talking about the injuries and what do we got to do. And and I'm just like, hey, man, sometimes we're healthy. Like, last year, I believe, we everyone kind of stayed healthy. Like, or maybe two years ago, like... We just see this, and someone said it never it's happened. On, been like this. It never happened on two strokes. I'm like, yes, it did. Oh, it, well, it, it happened on two strokes. As a matter of fact, I went back one time and I looked, and there was four factory riders at like 98 Vegas. Like, there, go back to some of the outdoors. I remember like the end of the 98 season outdoors. I was like, oh my god, the the races can't get here quick enough. Like, yeah, I, like, it was it was awesome. It's not two strokes. It's not four strokes. It is just. Our sport. It's a dangerous sport. It's a dangerous it's sport, it. and it comes and goes, and we're in one of those in those years, and, and that's all you can do. Certainly, you can never stop looking at trying to make it safer. I'm not saying that, but, yeah, don't, don't you know, it happens. So, um, 03 yeah. was crazy at the end, where you had right. the same podium at the final six races. Yeah. Because I think there were only four factory riders left racing at all. Yeah, Ernie. Well, another, another Ernie. year was 12, 2012, when Brayton and Weimer and those guys were just racking up podiums down the stretch. There was just nobody left. Yeah, yeah, it just it just happens, and it's been worse than this. This is not a high water mark. No, and then uh, so so Hartraft right now, tenth in points. He's gonna get Dino. He's gonna get uh, Ferrandis. He's gonna end up eighth overall in the points. Good job. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Yep. Eighth overall for Brandon Hartraft. So his national number is gonna be super low. He's gonna crush it. Good job. The battle for twentieth is going on too, and and the, the, as everybody knows, you don't get paid past 20th and right now Brees has it 70 points so probably not good for Cade he's got to get on it uh all right that's uh that's Atlanta for the 450s thank you to Renthal Maxis uh thank you to of course the motorsport.com and uh 
dedicated team of gearheads over there. If you've got a street bike like JT, uh, they'll help you out. If you have a UTV or if you have that dirt bike, OEM and aftermarket parts, uh, Fly Racing, they carry it. They carry Maxxis. They carry Renthal. Uh, great return policy. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to help us out. That would really be great. Motorsport.com, uh, great guys down there. And also Cobalinks. I uh, love the guys at Cobalinks. And uh, everything's built and designed in Boise, Idaho. Pulpamex is the code to save for free shipping and a discount. Uh, get some more confidence. Get your suspension working better. If you're a shorter stature person, they make lowering suspension links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And, uh, yeah, they'll give you some confidence out there. If you're shorter stature, wife or girlfriend wants to feel a little bit more confident on a bike, Cobalinks will help you out. You can get those through motorsport.com as well. Uh, so thank you to those guys and All Balls Racing, of course. And Onyx Maps, Weech. Yep, 550,000 miles of trails mapped out. Much better than using Google Maps. You find trails for dirt bikes, mountain bikes, Jeeps, UTVs, side-by-sides, whatever you want to call those. And also there's a backcountry version of it for if you're a hiker, a hunting version if you're a hunter. Not Lawrence, but just someone who hunts. Go to OnX Off-Road to the App Store to get the uh, Off-Road Riding Edition. Or just go to OnXMaps.com and they have a really cool, you can slide across and look at what the Google Maps version of terrain looks like. And the Onyx Maps version. If you're a hunter, surprised how many places are to ride. If you're yes. a hunter, does it tell you where the animals are? Little like little dots. It's probably shock you, but my knowledge of hunting is very limited. No, okay. you're just Jet's brother. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't then. I have no. I I, okay. I wouldn't know because I wouldn't know. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's kind of a joke. Cause it, I don't think they would tell you where the animals are. The animals aren't GPS chipped. Yeah, but I don't oh, know. Oh, I mean, you, were, you weren't serious? Oh, you weren't serious? Okay. Well, I was, but I, nobody was going. We just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just like, well, okay. Well, like, look, <laughs> I do know they don't specifically say, hey, there's 12 deer over here in this field at li- in live real time. That's what I'm asking. But I don't know if it, it might allow you to be like, leave notes and be like, here's what I've done before. Okay. Right. Like you can leave notes on the trail and say, hey, here's a cool mountain bike trail. It's, it's like this, this, and this. So I don't know. Maybe the hunting app allows you to at least do that. All right. Okay. Although I know with hunting, the idea is usually to not tell people, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Atlanta Showdown 250 East-West. JT, thank you for paying up. Uh, we did the Fly Racing radio show in the pits, which we'll be doing this weekend in Foxborough. Uh, also, too, live show this weekend on fr- Friday night at the uh, Rodham Theater right by Patriots Place. By the way, tickets are 30 bucks. Come see JT, me, and Kiefer. Weege will not be there uh, this Friday night, uh, so please check that out. Tickets available on pulpamex.com. But, JT, we made a bet. I said someone other than Craig or Lawrence will win uh, because that's how these showdowns sometimes go. And uh, thank you for paying up. Hunter Lawrence took the win. Um, really, to me, it was Hunter or RJ. Those are the two guys I thought could win, could have the speed to do it. Uh, RJ, uh, he went down. Um, I know. Hold, hold, brace yourself. Uh, but, yeah, Hunter got it done. He qualified uh, qualified well, and he made up the points uh, on Christian Craig. That's two wins in a row for Hunter Lawrence. So he's made up six points on Christian Craig uh, and doing pretty well at that. And he rode a smart race really, really well. Uh, uh, well done by him. Um, good job for Hunter Lawrence, JT. Yeah, he rode really well. And, you know, he, he got the win. You know, the other two, I think, could have been in the mix to win as well, but they crashed. And you can't crash, right? Jet's right behind his brother. If you give me that scenario, I think nine times out of ten, he passes his brother and wins that race. But crashing is a part of it, and you can't crash. So uh, Hunter withstood that, and then Christian Craig was catching him, and then Christian Craig crashed. So I give Hunter all the credit in the world. The other two, woulda, coulda, shoulda, 
you have to stay upright if you want to win. Did you? But I I thought Craig was going to get Hunter. He was faster in the wait wait for it. Whoops. Yeah, uh, but course. but then I the last the couple laps before Craig went down, Hunter had stabilized it. Props to Hunter. Right, and, yeah. and I'm not. Yeah. It wasn't like going to be a blowout win. I just thought both of them had more top end speed, and I think that they could have passed him. But again, yeah, staying upright is part of the game. Uh, Craig second. Um, Jet crashed in the heat. Jet crashed in the main. Generational though, Weege. It's generational. Yeah, you and I were uh, we had dinner one of the nights there, and I was talking about how I mean, look, Jet is good. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we have seen more proficiency. I don't even want to use the word dominance uh, by others uh, in in this class. Like he's not winning every race. Uh, he, he is he the fastest guy in two fifty East? Yes. Uh, but I mean, he should have won the last race and, uh, should have won the triple crown. He crashed that away, had bad starts. He's, he, we've seen guys even more proficient, even more. This is, they're just go home. Everybody you are going to get second, uh, than this. You know what though? And JT's brought this up before outdoors. He won the title, of course. And outside of Hangtown, which was a pressure filled final race thing. He showed a lot of maturity and a lot of skill and a lot of patience. Not so much in Supercross this year, though. Sometimes. Uh, it's been, it's Sometimes. been really hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. this week, this weekend, I don't think was really lack of patience. He just, his front end deflected off that last loop, and it, he just basically got offline, right? If you got offline, you got into the muddy stuff. The rest of it, I thought, was, was okay. You know, the first turn crash, he was trying to not run into RJ. Like, that wasn't, I don't think, anything he was necessarily doing wrong. Um, the Arlington one, absolutely. Your, your point is well made on the Arlington one. I think last week in St. Louis was more of just wrong place, wrong time in traffic. So I don't see like this outlier bad decision-making other than Arlington. Um, but I will say I expected him to win more than he's winning. Like I thought, yeah, yeah. Like, like that race where he's behind his brother and he can be patient, I expect him to win that race. He, he hasn't been able to nail his starts like he would like, you know, in these triple crowns. Uh, or, or, his, start was, his start was really good. Uh, I mean, he was right there. This Both week, of them. but he crashed in the first turn. Yeah, but, but St. Louis was awful. Right, but this week was better. Like, but if you but, look at him halfway down the start, he's like top three every, both times. Yeah, but he's having problems. So yeah, I, I think this well, goes goes I mean, to, was, goes to the second goes to the part where he's not winning as much as we think he should be. But I mean, he rode yeah. well coming from the back this week, but after his crash. But yeah, you know, what do you? What are you going to do? I'm not a, I know where you're going. Like you're like, everybody slow down on the jet talk. I'm not really there. Um, I just see so much brilliance in his riding that I, even though there are mistakes and he's not winning and whatever, um, I'm still, I'm still on board. So, and there was a chance, look, he's going to be racing 250 supercross again next year. You know, maybe next year is the year where it's like, dude, he's just going a second a lap faster than everyone at every race. And he wins eight out of nine. Maybe we're, rushing it and we might a year from now be like okay yeah it worked out yeah i mean he's gonna get this title right and then he yes. will probably win next year and so now he's gonna go into you know his 450 career with two 250 supercross titles and maybe two outdoor titles at least one right um so uh yeah uh but yeah i definitely thought that that was uh you know some unforced errors because when he went down out of the whoops, JT, what he was doing was he was like manualing and wheel tapping them because I mm-hmm. think he came in wrong, right? So, you know, he was set up wrong, didn't want to do that, made it work by because he has tremendous skill and then was, like you said, too far to the left and lost his yeah, front. But, you know. and, and my, only, my only point there was that any other race, 
you know, if, if that's at St. Louis, if that's any, you know, if a non-mud race, he's fine. Well, speedways. He doesn't. Speedways. Okay. Got Maybe it. Jet's not a speedway guy. Um. Yeah, Craig. Craig uh, crashed same place where Sexton went down. Um. But yeah, I think after the race, I talked to him. He was, he was happy. He said he was like, yeah, a lot of people were talking so much. You know, Craig Jet stuff, right? And, and we we are, and fans are, and Instagram people, and everything else. So I think Christian was more than happy to come up with a second. Um. Are you worried? Is anybody worried that Craig's not going to get this done? Two straight wins for Hunter. We got another showdown coming up. Is anybody worried? What's the gap now? Um. 23? Yeah, 23. No. Yeah. All right. Weege? No. No, no, okay. not worried yep. from a point yep. standpoint. Right. Um, Hunter Lawrence, though, I think really underrated uh, for two reasons. A, okay, you have to say it, like, Jet just gets all this talk. I mean, you know what? It, it's funny. How many conversations do you hear people say, like, well, Honda, let's see. Kenny's probably going to be out. They got sexed for a few years, and then here comes Jet. And there's just no mention of Hunter at all. When he would be on a 450, would yeah. Honda keep him? He's just yeah. not in that combo because of Jet. And second of all, we had branded him for two or three years as, ah, oh, he's one of these dudes that came over for the GPs and he gets hurt in Supercross. Clearly, that's not the case. He's figured it out. As I've said, not only is his results in Supercross good, but he doesn't even look sketchy. Like, he's fine. But because of these two things, the previous Supercross injuries and the Jet thing, I feel like people forget uh, how good he actually is. And honestly, okay, yes, he did blow it because he crashed at Anaheim too, but he's been closer to Craig in the series than the points would indicate. It's just because of that one crash. Like, he's, it has not been as much of a blowout, I don't think, as it appears Well, uh, on paper. You're absolutely right. However, we've, we've been at all these races. And yes, if you give Hunter, was it 20, was he second place? Was it 23 points? Was he in second when he went down at Anaheim? Yeah. Yep. If you give Hunter the 23 points, it certainly looks a lot better right now. Oh, of course. Yeah. But I'm not saying Craig, he's not as good as Craig. Yeah, okay, Craig, all right, okay. Better. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. That. Okay, that's where I'm going. Like, but, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying that. But I think we're just like, Hunter just doesn't even get in the convo. He just, he's far back in points, so he must be highly inferior, and he's not as good as Jet, and he used to crash in Supercross, and I think that's all masking. Like, actually, if you really look at him ride, and you look at the points and all these things, He's actually really, really, really good. Yeah, and and nationals. I mean, the guys, the guy got, you know, second or third at MX2, right? One year, like he's a motocross racer. So um, he did not get second in MX2. You always say that. Okay, he third, did third. Did he get third? <laughs> no, he no. didn't get third. He wasn't even. He wasn't even close. No, I think he got like ninth and seventh. What? Yep. Okay. Lots of injuries and inconsistency. Right. Um. You're right, though. Yeah, we, we don't talk about Hunter as a future Honda rider. You're 100% right, Weege. No one does. Yeah, we just... No, we're just counting the clock for, like, when it's Sexton and Jet, and it's like, well, right. Hunter's no... Yeah. Hunter doesn't suck here. Right. Uh, Austin Forkner came back, rode great in the heat, got up front in the, uh, in the main, kind of dropped back. I imagine, you know, first race after a while, maybe the pace got him, but I thought Forkner... I think that was pretty good successful return for Forkner. I mean, he's been out for whatever, six weeks or something. Like, yeah, Austin Forkner. Maybe maybe yeah. a spoiler here. Yeah, I was wondering. That heat race was unbelievable. Like, I cannot even make sense of it. You know, Jet goes down. Forkner gets held up. So Forkner's 19th, right? And then I look, like, two laps later, and he's in fifth. I don't yeah. even know what he did. I, 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 I said to you guys, hey, wasn't Forkner, like, in that first turn? Like, yeah. did, I, did I? Like, I was so 
sure that I saw that, but then I'm like, he can't be there already, wherever he was at the time. I'm like, what? What? So, yeah. I, I agree. So I'm wondering, okay, I think he tried outdoors last year and the beginning of Supercross this year. He was trying to ride to not get hurt. And that just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. A thousand riders have told me this. It's just not the way they know how to ride. So I almost feel like that heat, and since the season is blown anyway, I'm hoping Fort is just like, screw it, I'm just going to ride like I ride. And right. that's going to be better than whatever we saw last year outdoors where he was just literally a ninth to 11th place guy trying not to get hurt. Do we? So do, do we, maybe that heat was a sign of, I'm just going to go fast and hopefully it works out. Do we uh, Do we think he's staying 250s again? Fort Dude, he has to. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I believe. Yeah, he, I think I think Kawasaki has their guys. And right. I think that's where he wants to stay. So, but they, he was telling people he's going up, right? So I don't know. These well, guys he all has, say that. But. He had right. a 450 clause in his deal, but I don't think there's a place for him to go. Yep. So. Um. That yeah. was before the season. He was saying I, that, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't maybe. feel like he said it since he got hurt again. Uh, so Shimoda fourth. Good job for Shimoda. Gotta admit, um, he hasn't ridden really well this year. Led three laps. Good job for Shimoda. But don't you don't you feel like it was a little bit of a letdown for Shimoda to be that good, lead laps, be up front, do all those things, and then not even get on the podium? I don't know. Webb was second halfway through the race, and apparently that was fine. So, well, I don't it's know. A little bit different. A little bit different talent you're you're talking about here. Yes, but uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you when you're on a pro circuit bike. And you go from first to fourth. That's probably not great, but uh, and you lead three laps. But he hasn't been it's good been this year. For Shimoda it's like been that. weird. Like yes. at one point, he was on the verge of being as good as those guys, but now he's not. I just when you watch him, I just maybe it's pressure, right? Like because this was his year, and, and the people thought he was going to take a step up. He did step up last year, but won a race and Spooky everything. Yelling at someone? No, that that's not my. I thought that Is was that weed just weed. Yeah, I'm going to the line here. Go ahead, boys. Okay. okay. Oh, I was yeah. just interested in what the yelling was about. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm uh, just curious. Thrasher, Nate Bad Thrasher. Behavior. <laughs> Nate Thrasher, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Speedway Specialist, I guess. That's where we're at with Nate Thrasher because uh, uh, he came back and um, hold on. Let me. But only in qualifying. The result wasn't outlandishly good. Oh, that's his actually sec. I thought that was his best finish of the year, but actually Anaheim three, Anaheim two was his best finish, uh, by one spot. So um, that was not his best finish of the year. So I guess we can't say Atlanta Supercross Speed or Atlanta Speedway Specialist. But uh, I felt that way though. Yeah, I felt that way in the afternoon. Yeah, second fastest qualifier. Um, barely, Jet barely beat him out. So good job for Nate Thrasher. Would you keep him for next year, JT? Man, I think I think it depends on how this summer goes. All right. Um, he hasn't really given much reason for that case this year. Last year, it was a no-brainer. You're like, oh, wow, two wins this early in a career? Yes, but it, it, he hasn't felt like that guy. He, he's felt like a top 10 guy, but that's not going to get it done on that team and that bike. Moseman was my heart raft. Like, I didn't – he was moved up a little bit in the main. I don't know what happened early. I guess bad start or whatever. Uh, didn't notice much Michael Moseman out there, but sixth for him. Uh, I think he crashed. Did he crash in the turn before the whoops on the right side? I think he did. I think he lost the front. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, he could have been in the mix, you know, right there with Shimoda type. Right. But I uh, fell. Yep. RJ uh, got right behind Forkner. RJ had an interesting e e e race, battling hard with dudes, like gnarly battles with, um, with Jet for a little bit. Uh, and then 
with Forkner, I think, also. Forkner and him swapped spots a couple times. So that was pretty interesting to watch. When when he fell battling Hunter on, like, the second lap. Yep. Maybe it's the first lap. After they crossed the finish, I guess, at the end of the first lap. We just all collectively said, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There it is. Uh, God. Oldenburg uh, led the heat, led most of the heat, wrote and qualified well, and then got ninth in the main. So probably a little bit of a letdown for Oldenburg, but, again, it's a showdown. So, you know, ninth isn't isn't that bad. But good job for Oldenburg. I think up until the main, he probably would be happy with that day. Rode really well. So Pierce Brown, uh, oh, boy. He almost didn't even qualify uh, like Max Voland. He went down in the mud, slippery mud practice, and then somehow decided to run around the tabletop to tell people, instead of grabbing his bike and just trying to get going as quick as he could, he left his bike there to get landed on repeatedly or get clipped and then ran around the tabletop, told everybody, hey, my bike's there, and then ran back around and grabbed his bike. Bizarre. Bizarre. Can we not get a flagger there? There was one, but he was standing four feet off the track just waving his flag, not saying to everybody, hey, go to your left. That was, yes, poor flagging as well. Wasn't good. Yes, no. Wasn't good. Uh, Volume 8,498 in bad flagging. Uh, Jalik Swole? Anyone? Ever saw him. It's not good in the whoops, in case you guys were wondering. Yeah, breaking news. Yeah. I don't understand that. I just don't get it. I, He's I'm not, never been good. He I'm, was bad as an amateur in the whoops. I'm not like saying, yeah. Races. I'm not saying you got to be Christian Craig. Like, I get that, right? But you got to – I mean, he is below average, you know, in the whoops. And he's on a factory bike, and he rides at Baker's factory, and I assume they have whoop sections on their tracks. And coaches and trainers and, right, teammates and all of that. But Styles isn't good either. So – Whoops are tough, man. Yeah. Uh, Chris Blos, zombie, got it in through the LCQ. Good job, Blos. Did wait, yeah, LCQ, right? Yeah, he yeah, and he was pretty far. Yeah, he was fraught. Yeah, crashing the heat. Uh, yeah. Vince Freeze, probably not ideal for him. March Banks uh, makes st- mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. At some point, March Banks was dead last, so he rode pretty much from last to fourteenth. Uh, Lopes crashed early, fifteenth. Our guy Phil Nicoletti goes down in the heat, just a disastrous endo. Uh, and then uh, breaks his arm. That sucks. Oh, bummer for Phil. Because really, the Supercross thing, it actually worked out, I think, better than most expected. He was riding really well and, you know, got that second in that Triple Crown race last week. But, yep. you know, I think his real thing was 450 outdoors, and this was just to get in gate drops and coming ready, unlike last year. And now, I would assume, he, I think he's got to get surgery here because he broke his arm where he already had a plate. Yep. Like, I don't know. This really screws the outdoor thing. I didn't know that was that was my next question was how bad how yeah. bad are we talking? Yeah, yep, sorry, yeah. we think. Bummer for Phil. Um Derek Drake, sixteenth, Jace Owen. Jace Owen had a moment of glory in the heat. Pretty good job in the heat for Jace Owen. Cullen Park was probably an unexpected qualifier, right? Good job for Cullen Park. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, eighteenth. Um I don't think anybody thought he'd be make it. Um shout out to Hardy Munoz for completely screwing my fantasy game. Um Getting passed by Josh Farisi uh, in the heat um, for the last and final spot in the main should be no problem. Uh, easy to get. I mean, Farisi's on a factory bike. He's been a top 10 guy all year. But oh no. Oh no, Hardy's not going to let that stand. Hardy's going to get him back on the last lap to uh, push uh, Farisi to the LCQ where he then goes down in the first turn and does not qualify. And then Hardy crashes out in the main. Thanks, Hardy. On top of the Phil move from a few weeks ago. 
Hardy Munoz, everybody. Uh, Alves' bike broke. Triple clamp sheared and sheared off. So then he was just crawling off the track. You guys saw that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was not the KTM frame snapping. I know a lot of people no. were comparing it to the old, the classic paint bike snapping in half KTM way yeah. back. But right. it was the clamps, not Cl- the frame. Yeah, the clamp broke. Uh, Fry, 20th. Uh, Mumphy, not great for Mumphy. He wasn't stoked afterwards. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Showdown. We got no one more coming up for uh, Salt Lake. Final round. You think Mitch is going to find somebody to take Shimoda to uh, some... He needs to go to block pass camp. There's been a couple of attempts by Shimoda where he has the block oh. pass set up this year, and he just does not know what to do. I forgot Once about he... the other one at St. Louis where he just rode off the track. He just yes. rode. Was it St. Louis? Uh, no. No, I think it was a couple weeks before. A couple weeks before. Like, yeah. And then he had a chance again at Jet. Seattle, maybe? Yeah, Seattle. And then he could have got guess... Jet, and then he just kind of stopped. Yeah. He just stops. It was his buddy. It's their buddies, too. So that's part of it, I think. He's like... I don't want to. I can't just clean the the points leader out right here, and also my buddy. That had to be a couple percent of that move. I know, but what's funny was the setup was there. Like they started playing cat and mouse, then they were stopping and looking at each other, all to set up the inevitable. Okay, you stop, I'll stop, but yeah. I'll be on the inside. But then he chose not to do anything with that, so he did all the stopping, but then he didn't do any of the passing that goes with the stopping. Yeah, I think but you notice he was he was pulling tear offs too, right? Like when he was should have been making the move to the right to make the move. He's like trying to grab tear off. So I don't know if he couldn't see or what was going on. Yeah, maybe. I just... Yeah. They, uh, Mitch has got plenty of guys in the Rolodex that could be like, it, teach him how to take guys out. He Yeah, his other one at Seattle or whatever was just horrible too. Just <laughs> right before the finish. Just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Had the inside, but just chose to ride off the yeah, track. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's 250 showdown from uh, from the ATL. Um uh, JT went to dinner Saturday night. Uh, Weege and I did with a industry person that uh, you know both supports us a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, go to dinner. We meet him after the race. I was not supposed to do it. I, I needed to get home. I was dumb. I shouldn't have done it. Okay. Anyways, but, yeah. so the guy gives us a restaurant to go to, and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, it's twenty bucks to park." And uh, I go, "Okay, no problem. Like whatever." Pull up there and give the guy twenty dollars cash, and, he, and I get a ticket and I can park. And then uh, Weege gives the guy 20 bucks and, and parks. And so we have a good dinner and we, a lot of industry talk and, you know, good old time was had by all. Of course, this gentleman uh, works at a big company and uh, he can expense the dinner, right? So he's like, I got the dinner, uh, no problem. And I'm like, great, awesome. Keep in mind that he helps us out, um, you know, anyways. So then he goes, oh, let me pay for your parking. And he tries to give me $20 cash. Which you know he can't expense, right? It's just out of his wallet. This is twenty bucks, mm-hmm. um, and I go, no, 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 no. I'm no, I'm, I'm. That's fine, dude. You took you, you took you took care of dinner, and you also helped me out, right? In in Pulp MX world, so no problem. What do you think Weege did? Took the money and ran. Oh, he's like, yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Take the takes the guy's you. twenty bucks cash out of his wallet. Yep, just thank you. Like, you, you don't think feel- they have elaborate? Uh, he, there's a way he he could do a cash expense. Stop it, uh, Kenny. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, Yamaha. If you didn't have a receipt at WPS, if you don't have a receipt, I assume you're. Screwed. I would be able to do it with a receipt. Yes, with thank but, you. But there was no receipt. But did he get a receipt? No, no. There's no receipt. There's a way. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> whatever. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Wage. Like the only thing they gave you, JT, was like a red uh, admit one. Thing to put on your dash when you gave the yeah, valet that's, that's twenty dollars. Right, that's not a receipt. That is a carnival ticket. 
Um, and, and, These are high-end dudes. The high-end dudes have different ways of entertaining, and I'm sure there's a loophole to allow them to expense just random cash. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. I did not take the 20. We each grabbed that thing so fast. <laughs> no limit to weed. No, no, nothing, nothing. I mean, there was, yeah, there was just no way I was taking the money. Like for all the things that they helped me out with and, and do for pulp, and then he bought dinner. You know, I'll pay the twenty dollars valet. But oh no, <laughs> what Jason Wygan, everybody. <laughs> and and then he just goes to sleep at night saying, "Oh, there's there's got to be a way a high end dude like that." Oh, there's a loophole. <laughs> He's high. It's, it's high end. He's a high end guy. It's right. <laughs> So no, it's different at that level. It's different at that level. Oh, okay. Some things just got to happen. You just got to right. be able to make some things happen. Okay. Like, oh. Petty cash. You just take it out of petty cash. Petty cash. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's Jason Wygant, everybody. So, all right. Uh, anything else from Atlanta? We're on to Foxborough. We're on to Foxborough. Fox, yeah. Some of us are. Yeah. I'm on to Moto America at uh, Road Atlanta. What I don't understand is JT loves street bike racing, and I've never – ever in our, in our multiple group text ever heard him talk to you about this street bike racing that you cover Weech? like i don't get it he doesn't ever i don't follow it i don't know anything about i it. think he's in a moto gp yeah i only follow different. moto gp yeah so you don't care we about do text about moto gp you just block it out yeah yeah but i figured that he would be stoked because he likes street bike racing that you are the inside of one series but no no the, the difference here steve is like my love for moto gp started like Chad dragged me to these MotoGP races when I knew nothing about it, right? Like my first experiences were going to these races. I knew nobody. I knew nothing. And I would be like in the garage with these dudes. So I developed an affinity for it very, very quickly. I've never been to a Moto America race. I ne- I've watched maybe two in my life. So I don't know anything about it. I don't have, yeah. I don't have any reason to really follow it. MotoGP, I got on the inside really early. So yeah, I've been following it for like 10 years now. When you do these weeds, do the guys know that you are a motocross guy do, do the people know who you are i'll take it one step further they're all love the review the race review podcast with oh them. yeah really big moto america fan oh, oh yeah wow. oh yeah 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 it's 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 not only they know me as motocross guy i i, I an official scientific i'd say seven and a half out of ten of the riders are like oh no we know and they usually throw on this podcast Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I love street. Does get mentioned. I love street bike racing. I love it. I've always been there for those guys. I've always. I love those guys. I love Graves and I love Yamaha, and and yeah, all of those guys. Gobert. It's not even Graves. Gobert, Duhamel. Those are my guys. Passed by Ferrari Ducati. Yeah, yeah. Hayden Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic! All those guys. Yeah, and then okay. You know what though? I would love to do a pod with Eddie Lawson. I know Hollywood knows him well. I think Eddie Lawson is just like all time to me. Like, I think that'd be, he, you know, he raced super bikers. He won that. He won MotoGP world championship twice. I think, um, yeah, I always thought Eddie Lawson was so cool. So there is there, there you know, I would do that Hope for you yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're uh, and I think of Wayne Rainey who kind of runs is one yeah. of the operators of this, uh, Moto America series last year at, uh, road America, which is in Wisconsin. And, I mean, it was awesome. First of all, I thought all those guys, him, Brainy, uh, Lawson, Schwantz, that group, I thought it was like the gnarliest, meanest dudes ever. Yeah. Uh, when Rainey's like the nicest guy ever. And uh, the stories they have, I mean, okay, hey, I'm sure crazy stuff went down in like 80s motocross, and we love those stories, but these guys are traveling the world. 
And you could easily argue that, you know, their sport is even bigger. There's more money in the line, more staff, more people. When they were doing it, it was Gosh, bigger than Moto. must be crazy. When it was, yeah, when they were doing it, it was bigger than Moto. For sure. Well, it's still a lot yeah, bigger than bigger, Moto. Yeah. <laughs> a lot bigger. Right. But not in America. No. Right. But they don't race here. I right. mean, globally, it's much bigger. Yes. But in America, in the rainy Lawson days, I would say it was bigger than Supercross. Judging by cycle news coverage, I guess, is my, is my judge. Cycle news coverage. Yeah, I don't know. That's really hard to calculate. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Where, like, if there was a Supercross and a MotoGP in the same weekend, oh, they're the cover right. story. They're the cover. They're the... We, don't have, we, don't have the, we didn't have the metrics that we have now to right. gauge that. Yeah. But, yep. uh, but Rainy's cool? But Rainy's cool? Oh, unbelievable. Like, I, I honestly, way nicer than I thought. Like, I thought they were all, like, the most grizzled, like, they would just look at you and, like, right. spit you up or chew you up, spit you out type grizzled old veteran type guys. But he's not like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, also, Kenny Roberts loves to tell vulgar jokes, I've heard. Very big vulgar joke teller. <laughs> Don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. Kenny Roberts. King Kenny. Maybe he's more of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I got a whole uh, whole bunch of them, I guess. So, All right. Okay. Uh, thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to you people for listening. Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Uh, check it out. All right. JT, we each. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.